doing things different again. This is another off-topic because we are lazy and Secret of Evermore is giving me the worst fit ever. Have you played it since we've talked last week? No, I can't find a suitable save state. Oh, just restart it, dude. No, we'll move on to another game if need be. No, we won't because I'm already too far dedicated into it. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're like two months from now from our last game. I know, it's pretty and we bad. We can't just keep doing off topics because nobody wants to hear us babble. I listened to the, I edited the last off topic, and it's just, ugh, nobody's going to understand it. What are you talking about? Nobody's going to understand it. We were talking about that hot hot teacher chick. We talked about that a little bit. But the re- then we started babbling about our teachers and all that other stuff. Mr. Alton and how fat he was. Yeah, and nobody's going to be able to appreciate that. All right, all right, fair enough. It's up to you. If we start one, we have to start one fast. But I already got the game, Secrets Evermore, on the Super Nintendo. See, I can't get my Super Nintendo to work on my TV. And I done packed away the uh, the Super Nintendo. I don't know what the issue is. Well, I don't either, and it's pissing me off. I spent ten minutes trying to make it work with my TV. And it works. it worked before, and I don't understand what the problem is, but I gave up. If I have to spend more than ten minutes on... Tr- Actually, what I should have done is stopped after five. Because if I have to spend more than five minutes hooking up a Super Nintendo to a regular TV, something's wrong. Man, it shouldn't be anything that complicated. You you plug it in, and you hook, you hook a wire, or two wires, depending on what kind of setup you have in the TV, and there you go. Yeah, uh, so if that doesn't work, well, I, I kind of regret not doing the emulator route, because then I could save whenever I want. Yeah, but the, oh, the game doesn't really give you that, that many op- op- opportunities to save. Uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Unlike the last game we played, where it just fucking frogs everywhere. Oh yeah, that Mother 3 was great, as far as save state places. But yeah, I think I'll start doing emulators after this game. I'm currently at the Pyramid. I know we're going to Gotha. What Gothica. Gothica. Gothica? I don't know how far away I'm at. You're at the beginning now, unless you can find a save store. Uh, I'm so pissed off. Hey, it happens. Also, I am drinking the remainder of a bottle of, I think it's about four years old, Jägermeister. Been sitting in my freezer since forever ago. So, uh, hopefully, I will become more drunken as the podcast continues. You probably will, depending on how much you drink. No, I think I'll just end up pussying out and stopping, because for some reason I can't hold any liquor for anymore. Oh, you're a lightweight now. I am. I'm a, I'm a lightweight heavyweight. Yeah, that just makes sense. It's reversal. I'm a heavyweight lightweight. But I'm just drinking water right now. I'm not getting drunk. Yeah, I'm trying to get drunk. I ran out of my usual stuff. I'll be out for a while until I what's, move. What's your usual drink of choice? I wasn't talking about my drink of choice. Oh, God, I know what you're talking, talking about. talking about my herb of choice. Anyway. Yeah, I used to have a bottle of Jägermeister in my uh, fridge. Did I tell you about the story? I, how I, uh, I poured it down the sink? I think you did. I could Listen, I couldn't help myself. I I got food poisoning back in, like, November. And it was it was terrible. I don't know what I ate before. But it was three... It was on my days off, thank God. So, like, on... I got off work, and, like, towards that, like, Sunday, I started getting really sick from it. And, like... Your entire body just evacuates everything, <laughs> and you can't you can't eat anything. I, I didn't like hardly eat anything for two days. I think I lost like between four to seven pounds, and uh, yeah, so I was so sick for like three days, just laying in bed trying to sleep, sleep it off, and just getting up to throw up. But I had alcohol in my house because you know I like to drink a little, and I couldn't stand it being in the house. It bothered me. <laughs> it, like it made me sick sicker just thinking about it in my house. 
its presence sickened you. Yeah, that's exactly right. So a whole, like almost a whole bottle of Jägermeister in the freezer went down the sink. I dumped whatever beer I had in the fridge. Jaeger's expensive too. That's like twenty-two bucks a bottle. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's not cheap, and it's good too. If you're not, if you got food poisoning, like everything turns you off. Oh God, it's so bad. So I dumped that. I dropped, dumped a couple beers. Just the fact that you know that it's that it has taken up residence in your house just offends you. You're at that point, you know, when you get like really drunk or whatever, and you're like, oh, I can't do this again. I'll never drink again. Well, that's like that was. It's like that kind of feeling. But with food poisoning, it's like that's it. I'm never gonna have it. I'm never gonna drink again. I, 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 I just uh, no way. It's never gonna happen again. And then a couple months later, you're spending two hundred fifty dollars on bottles of Crown Royal. I did not spend. For one, Crown Royal is a Canadian whiskey. It's not two hundred fifty dollars a bottle, and I don't drink Crown Royal. Well, whatever cognac you were drinking, that cost two hundred fifty dollars. It's not two hundred fifty dollars. It's cheaper than that, but yeah, it is expensive. And and if I was, if I had food poisoning now, I don't think I'd throw that away just because it's just too damn expensive. I almost poured down the rum and vodka that I have in my freezer just because I looked at it and said, you know what, I move in four days. I don't really don't feel like moving alcohol. And then I and then I started thinking about it. I said, you know what, maybe I might drink be- between now and then. Yeah, but you had some, isn't the rum you had like five bucks for a bottle? Like some yeah, shit, some, like... some uh, what is it, Parrot Bay nonsense. Is it like really burning and all that kind of stuff? It does burn. It does tear you up when it goes down. Yeah, you're better off just tossing that shit anyways. Well, I saw the Jaeger. I said, no, fuck that. The Jaeger's too damn expensive. It was the small bottle or whatever the normal bottle is, but because they have like a bigger bottle that's double, but even still. All right, you want to get into the intro? Yeah, sure. Welcome to the Retro RPG Podcast, although we're not very RPG as of recently. No, welcome to uh, the off-topic podcast. <laughs> the Derek and Don off-topic. Yeah, and we're, we're sorry for that. I thought in 2011 we'd be better, but it's turning out we're worse. Yeah, we're getting, we are getting worse. Uh, I remember episode one. The whole goal was that uh, I st- I said that I, we're hoping for a sort of reverse jump the shark. And uh, we're... <laughs> yeah, that's not... Even, I think we've done jump the shark about sometime last year when we fell off the track. I think our fan base has kind of died out. Uh, considerably. I'm not sure. I mean, you can't base it on comments. I think our uh, our listenership, uh, or our, I, I should say our listeners, they probably just check the website maybe once a month or just say, eh, let me see if they've released anything. Nope. Okay. No surprise there. Yeah, I don't do, I don't really make any more blog posts anymore. Everything's done in the forums. Yeah, there's not much being done in the forums anyways. Uh, not for this month. No, not as of yet. Although there's a, there have been a lot of bots that we've been having to battle. Yeah, I just delete them. I haven't had any trouble with them. RetroRPG.net is the website. The email is podcast at RetroRPG.net. Uh, listeners, you... you <sighs> I think we begged a couple of episodes ago. I'm going to beg again. Just shoot us an email. I don't care what it says. Just anything. Josh, thank you for all the emails continuously. He's also uh, on his way of playing uh, all the games that we have played. He's currently on Super Mario RPG. Yeah, he's battling some clock thing. I can't remember the clock. You don't remember the clock? It was one of the very first things you fought when you... Uh... I remember the sword. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's kind of... I think it was a pain. It depends on what level you are. We were both pretty low. We weren't maxed out when we went to go fight Smithy, so the fight was pretty tough. Mm, yeah. I actually had to go back and level up a little bit. That was a good RPG. That was a good RPG. So, our first off... I think it was our first off-topic or second off-topic. I think it was the first one. We uh, we disclosed what we do for a living. My job being contract security guard, 
or officer. The stupid debate between guard and officer. I don't care, just pay me money. Anyway, uh, part of my job is to go to hotels when they need help. And at these hotels, part of my job at these hotels is to walk the floors. Now, when I normally walk the floors, I usually have some other podcast uh, playing. I have one earbud in my head and I have the other ear open so I can still hear. I don't think I've told you this story yet. So Don has no idea what I'm about to what I'm about to lay on him. Correct. So I get up to the top floor because it's easier to go from the top down. Fuck, fuck walking upstairs. I'm gonna walk downstairs. So I go to one. Of the, it's just a, a hotel. It's got just one hallway. You you get out of the elevator. You turn and there's the hallway. To your left there's rooms and to your right there's rooms. So I go down one end of the hallway and make sure everything's okay. I go down the other hallway, and as I am about to put my hand on the stairwell door to enter the stairwell so I can go down to the next floor, I hear a scream. And I'm thinking, what, was that the podcast, or was that from one of the rooms? So I stop and listen, and I hear another scream. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? So I take the earbud out of my ear, and I am hearing this woman sing her serenade. Her serenade being she's having sex. And it is just, it's for five minutes, I just sit there listening. Now, I don't have my ear up to the door. There's no need for it because the walls are paper thin. I'm, I'm literally 20 feet away from the room. It sounds like they're right in front of me. <laughs> So yeah, so when you ever, whenever you go to a hotel and you plan on having sex with your significant other or whoever, please take into consideration the thickness of the doors and walls. Ah, uh, they could be showing off. It's probably not even his wife. It's probably he's probably having an affair. Who knows? It could have been an affair. I don't care who it was. It was hilarious. But what's kept... hilarious is you're outside the room jerking off, and you should just be guarding. Them. I was not doing anything of the sort. I was standing in the vicinity of their room, just listening to them have fun. The man, I couldn't hear anything from it, from his, and he was being silent. The woman kept screaming, "Fuck me, fuck me, take me, take me!" And then during the periods of silence, you just hear. Ah, applause. Golf <laughs> <laughs> clap there. Well, I, 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 I'm sorry. It wasn't that fast. It was more of a. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, with the final climax of a screech that I believe everybody on the floor heard. I I literally thought that there was a porn shoot going on in there because they were so fucking loud. Yeah, they're kind of overdoing it. Yeah, it, it did. It did. It sounded like classic porn overacting. Yeah, she could have been faking it. Yeah, she could have been faking, but uh, I thought it was funny. That was the first time I've I've ever listened to a couple have sex while on the clock. And all the hotels that I've that I've been in, that I've worked at, I it just in the back of my mind, just kind of hoping that maybe I might stumble upon some something funny. So I can let some childish humor out. Well, see, I wouldn't like the uh, concept of having sex in a hotel, period. Because, uh, you know, the, everybody's... You don't know how many people have slept on that bed and done the same thing. And it just seems like dirty. But not in a good kind of dirty. I don't know what the laws are for housekeeping regarding hotels. I do know that most hotels wash the sheets. The comforter, on the other hand, I think... I don't know... This, the particular hotel I was at, I never see comforters in the basement where the laundromat is. So, oh, God. I don't know. Anything can get on those. Exactly. And the comforters are pretty thick, so they're absorbing quite a lot. And after that, that got me thinking, dude, I'm sleeping on that crap whenever I go to a hotel. Yeah. So it's... I can't, I can't go to a hotel. That's basically what it boils down to. You're thinking some of the best hotels only do that. Think about the worst ones. Oh, God. The lower in kind. 
Well, I, you can't catch anything by sleeping on a hotel bed, but it's just still the fact that somebody has consummated the room before you is. You can catch lice. You can catch bed bugs. Catch I hear New York shit. has a big bed bug problem. Yeah, New York. New York. Can you talk? New York has problems. You're not even in drunk. Yeah, <laughs> oh, California. Ooh. Really? Oh yeah. You just taking swigs of the bottle? Yeah, I'm taking another swig. Uh, so you don't even know what if you're doing shots. Uh, I'll just drink it straight out of the bottle. Fuck dirty and up with another glass. I'm tired of doing dishes. In fact, I'm about to pack all my dishes and just switch to uh, plastic cups until I move. Yeah, just go plastic cups all cups all out. Yeah. I might do that, but that's expensive. That gets expensive. After no, that. I don't mind doing dishwasher stuff, but there's certain glasses that you can't use in the dishwasher or whatever, and then you have to hand wash them. Oh, speaking of the dishwasher, uh, have you noticed that there has been a white film on some of your glasses? Or your glasses, or on some of your dishware, like plates or silverware. No. Or what about your glasses where there's some etching involved? Where there's like that white... I mean, you see water spots, because I don't use any of that, uh, whatever, jet dry stuff. But no, nothing like white or filmy. Well, I'm asking the wrong person. What? I, I, what? Do you even eat off of your plates? Of course I do. Why would I be washing them? Just to wash them? I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't remember... You watched me wash them. (laughs) No, I watched you get them wet. I was washing them. <laughs> look, I used the same fucking soap you did, and when I was through, my towel didn't look like no goddamn maxi pad. <laughs> and I watched that movie the other day, too. I still love the uh, the part where they're going to the house and the Marvin gets shot in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, Samuel Jackson says, what the fuck's happening? And then the other guy's like, oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck did you do that? He would ask him, why would you shoot someone in the face? (laughs) You must have hit a bump or something. Yeah, car didn't hit no fucking bump. Obviously, contract security, I also work in office buildings. Office buildings have elevators. And the elevators break down all the fucking time. People get trapped in them all the time. Yeah, I had people from my work get trapped in them before, too, and had to call security. I, I, I'm security, and I've gotten trapped in elevators before. <laughs> Who do you call? <laughs> I, luckily, I mean, I, I don't, I, if it's just by myself, I don't use the elevator anymore. It's just too risky. But luckily, there has always been somebody else on site that can come and, and help. But uh, this happened two days ago. Two days ago as of recording. So the record date, which is February 7th, 2011. The release date's probably going to be around June. But uh, today is Monday, so Friday, somebody got trapped. And normally, for this particular building, because each each building, the the procedures vary. For this building, the procedure was to call the maintenance tech that is on call. Well, they asked the woman, do you need help? Do you need any assistance? Do you want the paramedics? Fire, Fire department. She said no. Two hours roll by. Now... Nobody's supposed to be trapped for more than two hours because the maintenance tech is supposed to be on site within 45 minutes. Okay. For whatever reason, they they took four hours to getting there. Wow. Yes. After the two-hour mark, she started to become upset and requested ambulance and fire department. So I wasn't there, but I'm going to tell the story like I was there. So the guard calls the fire department. Now, the fire department that serves that services downtown Tampa has a tiller truck. A tiller truck is the truck that has the steering wheel in the back as well. And I think it, I believe it has two ladder trucks and some other kind of battalion, like a, I think a heavy rescue truck and then a bunch of ambulances. So they have two ladder trucks. Five ladder trucks arrived at the building. 
We have no idea why they needed five ladder trucks. We don't know where the other three came from. It, it, so so I, th I think there's on average like, what, six or seven firefighters in a truck? I, I, any firefighters listening, please correct me. Uh, so say five ladder trucks. There's about 30 firefighters on scene for one lady trapped in an elevator. The question is: Did somebody call multiple fire stations to bring no, them out? Like, no, he called. Understand. He he called. From what I understand, he called the fire department, the non-emergency number. He didn't call nine one one. Okay. He he just said, "Hey, we have an entrapment. Is there? Can you send a fire department out there?" And I guess the fire department had nothing else better to do, so they probably send. It was like a three alarm issue for a fucking entrapment. Yeah. Did he tell him like she's not dying in there? It's just been like four hours, and she'd like to get out. I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know what the conversation yeah. was. Yeah, like she's not in physical danger. She's not on fire. You don't need to send everybody. <laughs> that like I can understand if she's on fire and we needed you to come out here and put her out. You might want to send people as fast as you can. <laughs> and, like and they'll send everybody and see who gets there first. I don't know. In the military world, we call that a screaming alpha because there's the whole A, B, C, and D class fires. Uh, a flaming person is considered an alpha class fire, so we call that a screaming alpha. Anyway, Anyway, a little bit of military humor. Anyway, the um, the elevator was trapped in an area where there are no walls or where there's no doors. It, in that little express area where all it is is concrete on all four sides. Now there's an opening on top they could get out of, correct? There is a hatch. However, um, I think it's federal law. I don't. I don't think it's just state. I think it's federal law mandates that it cannot be opened from the inside. So there's no opening for her to get out of. There is no Somebody opening has... for her to get out. Okay, that makes sense. The original plan was for the firefighters to rappel down the elevator shaft to extract the woman that way. The hatch wasn't big enough. The woman was massive. Oh, God. Yes. So all of you fat bodies out there, if you plan on getting stuck in an elevator for any length of time, you better lose some weight. Well, she has time to lose it now, doesn't she? She's stuck <laughs> in the elevator. Don't fear. her. <laughs> she was probably hungry. That's why she called the fire department. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably wants in the feed food tour. Like, no, lady, listen. So we're here for. It's, it's six o'clock. It is time for me to fade. So the next course of action, from what I understand, they drilled a hole into the f through a wall into the elevator shaft to to kind of and stuck a camera in there to poke around. Their idea from then on was if the techs aren't going to get in, we're going to destroy a load-bearing wall to get at the car to open the door physically with like jaws of life. Yeah, yes, to open the door. The fire chief said, let's wait for the elevator tech, because if we destroy a load-bearing wall, we will damage the, in the structural integrity of the building. This is a 40-story building. You do not want to be destroying load-bearing walls. Yeah, where'd she get stuck at? Uh, I don't I don't know where at on the, in the building. I would say probably between floors 3 and uh, 28. Do you think uh, the cause of the elevator breaking down was her weight? No. Oh, okay, she wasn't that heavy. No, uh, she was big enough not to be able to fit through the top hatch. Okay, well, I'm sure those are probably pretty small anyways. Well, eventually the techs got, uh, showed up and they winched the elevator to where it needed to be. But I still thought it was amusing that a woman was too fat to be rescued. That's pretty, that's pretty, in four hours? <laughs> like, well, you, yeah, that would drive you nuts. It shouldn't take that long. You've seen this, the video of the dude that was stuck in an uh, elevator for two days. Wasn't that in New York? That was in New York. Yeah, I saw that video that sped up, and yes. yeah, you could see how absolutely insane you get in such a short amount of time. I want to, I have... The question about that is, don't they have any kind of codes or regulations? Like, you can push a security button they, on the elevator? 
there is a there's two buttons. There's an alarm button which has a bell shape on it. Normally has a bell shape on it, or it is just labeled alarm. Pushing that button normally under uh, under most circumstances, I will say all the time, normally does not do anything. It just rings a bell, scares the shit out of you. You think you did something wrong, and then you ignore it. Hope it goes away. Uh, most of the buildings now they are adapting it to where when you hit the the alarm button, it rings, but it also rings to security downstairs. I hope so. But there is a secondary button called call. I'm sure that everybody's seen the button that says call. Hitting that button is supposed to go to a monitoring service, kind of like a call center. Somebody picks up, they ask, what the fuck do you want? We obviously don't word it that way, but they ask, who are you and what are you doing? That's supposed to be the end-all be-all in case you do get stuck in an elevator and there's nobody to help. You hit the button, it goes off into somewhere and somebody answers the phone and says yeah we will help you help us on the way the guy that was stuck in the elevator it did not work now security is supposed to test those at least once a week which begs the question also that the elevator as we all know has a has a camera in it so it begs the question where the hell was security yeah for two days where the hell was security yeah it's it really it, it really doesn't make any sense at all because it was the weekend right and he must yes. have been the last person there yeah it's the weekend but there's always there's always security there it has to be, especially in New York. On the, uh, yeah, especially on high-rise building. Yeah, because I think he was stuck kind of high up. I don't know what floor he was stuck on. Yeah, they actually have physical... They have the call button, the alarm button. They have physical phone built into the elevator, so you can literally pick it up and call the security. I mean, yeah. You need, you need that kind of stuff. So, some people, the maintenance on the elevators are just pissed off. Oh, yeah, apparently. All right, so let me start this off uh, saying that I used to work... When I was going through college, I used to work at FedEx, FedEx Ground. Uh, it was Yes, FedEx Ground. There's a difference between FedEx Express, which delivers to the home, and then FedEx right. Ground. I, but I worked at one of the major hubs on the East Coast, so they got a lot of packages. Basically, I, all I worked was the loading docks, because they, they have three or four different sections. Unload, where you, all you do is just unload big semis of boxes that arrive to the plant. Throw it on a conveyor belt, and it goes off to its next Right, you have guys that work the tippers, which I'll explain in a minute. Then you have some other areas, like smalls for any small packages, or really... And preload. Yeah, preload. You got some... You got ones that, uh, like any kind of incompatibles, really large packages or... Tires. Yeah, definitely tires or those home gym things that weigh like 200 pounds those go on different belts so but basically i worked in load and load was you had this you had this tipper system which is basically just these platters that go around on this like big loop multiple platters and people that work the tippers put a package onto one of the platters it goes around the loop and it's get it, it gets scanned and it knows where it needs to drop off and at once and which shoot it needs to drop off because there's just multiple shoots that have a conveyor belt that bring it down right into the trailer that you're working in and you load it into the wall you build a wall out of all the packages so I was working in load and uh, there would be multiple occasions when uh, you'd see something you probably weren't supposed to see come down these chutes uh, <laughs> it happened all the time in preload all the time yeah it happened a lot in, uh, it happened a lot in load I mean you'd have uh, You'd have packages break open, and there'd be a bunch of different, like, toys or what. I mean, it, it's random stuff. Children and adult toys. Yes, you, you, you told me about that story. Uh, I remember one time, like, a bottle or a box broke down that had, like, a bunch of cologne in it. What is it? That oh, God, I bet that place The freaked. chrome, I think it's called, or whatever. Oh, my God, it smell. Oh, but yeah, so you could have almost anything come down these uh, tippers, right? But, you know, they get scanned ahead of time, so they're going to tip down into the chute and go to the right tipper 
or for the right truck. So I can't remember what trailer I'm in. I'm I'm, pro I'm in there. I think I'm in there with another guy. And there's kind of like a floor, and then you can. He's in another. He's in a trailer with another guy alone. Okay, don't try to make it sexual. Don't fag you out there. And I'll tell another story after this. So after, so there's, <laughs> there's, I, how do I describe this? There's like rollers that go all the way back on the trailer. Right down the center. Yeah, in the middle of the tr in the middle of the trailer. If you look at any FedEx truck, um, FedEx usually has two trailers, and we call them pups. In the center of the trailer, there's a there's a row of rollers that goes down the center of the truck, and all that's all that's there is because when they back in the trailers, it's on an incline that slants back into the into the hub, and all you do is just put the box on the roller, and it rolls down onto the conveyor belt, and there you go. It just makes unloading easier. Right. And loading easier. Uh, but underneath, but on either side of these rollers, there's actual, like, flo a floor that can be lifted up. Because you want to load, basically, underneath the floor first, then put the floor down, and then load from all the back of the trailer all the way to the front with boxes. The proper loading technique is the heavier boxes go on the bottom, but that never happens. I think there's some joke that just, industry-wide, everybody likes to put the heaviest shit on top. I don't know about that. I mean, whatever boxes are there, you're going to load it. If you got light stuff, you got heavy stuff, you got to load to the bottom first, uh, no matter what. But, uh, so he's down in the bottom, you know. I'm standing, and he's got his head up, sticking above, head and shoulders above the the floor level. I'm on the other side, standing on one of the... He's prairie dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm standing on the other side of the rollers, talking to him. I think we were just BSing. And we hear... The loudest like sm cr smash ever. I mean, you hear you hear <laughs> something. T you hear one of the tippers come down, and you hear something that sounds like I don't know what. It's just like a just a lot of banging. It sounds like the end of the world. Yeah, because these are metal shoots that. And there's multiple chutes that come down into this one large chute that goes directly into the trailer. And you hear this smash loud. And I'm I'm like, what the hell was that? We both stop and listen to it. And I look <laughs> up just in time to see this bowling ball with a FedEx sticker like plastered on it. Now, this isn't in a box or anything. This is an actual It should have been in a box. box. Maybe it lost its box, but I don't think it lost its box because it had a it had the the shipping sticker around the bowling ball. Whoever accepted that is a moron. They're a dildo. They should know better. It should be in it a box. It should have been a dozen checks to stop this uh this ever from getting to us, especially on the tippers. You can only put small relatively small to large packages that are in box form on the tippers. That's the way it works. I don't... Anywhere from one pound all the way up to, I'd say the max is maybe 80. Yeah. And uh, so it's rolling down the, the conveyor belt, and the conveyor belt's speeding it up rolling down, and it comes flying down the chute, the main chute, and damn near kills him. Because it just flies down, it was like across the rollers, making all kinds of racket, and sma slams into the back of the trailer. And we're just standing there, like not even knowing what to what to do, because it's like that's the craziest thing I think I've ever seen there. It just starts screaming, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, I've, and I've seen some crazy shit there. Like sometimes I'd be loading the trailer uh, by myself, and you know, there's some toys or whatever in a box that make noise, and those can give you half a heart attack when you're loading them into a wall, and all of a sudden it starts like screaming and barking at you or something stupid. <laughs> I've also had like 200 pound, oh, literally a 200 pound box come down the tipper. So I'm standing there loading the trailer. I'm underneath on the th underneath the the rollers, loading the bottom. And I just go to pick this box up off the rollers, and it literally takes me down to the floor because I wasn't prepared for how how outrageously heavy it was. 
and I check it in. Let, let me tell you, a, a, a box the size, or I'm sorry, the correct term is package. Yeah, that that's FedEx's whole thing. You call it a box, you get chewed out. A, a package the size of a cereal box full of staples will weigh 50 pounds. 50 pounds! <laughs> cereal box! <laughs> And it's always at the top of the fucking stack. But uh, it, it, whenever, whenever I, they sent me over to unload, because I work preload, I, I figured out really quick which ones were the heavy ones. I, I don't know what it is, but you could just tell, looking at a box, without even touching it, just looking at a box, you have a general idea of how much it weighs. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it would get to a point where that was sort of an initiation, where we would try to unload a package that might be in the center, where either either one of us could uh, could could get at it and I wouldn't touch it. I would let the new guy handle it. So he would go to grab it and he would take it off the stack and his arms would be ripped out of its sockets <laughs> and be dragged to the ground. Cuz he was thinking, okay, it's a 5 to 15 pound box. Nope, 50. Yeah, and I think they're expecting you to carry, you to be able to do 50 pound boxes all all day long. Well, the they app? have a Well, during the interview process, they told you to pick up a weight that's 50 yeah. pounds. A box. And know. lift it up to your head. I remember doing that. I'm like, God, this is heavy. It definitely made me put me in better shape. Because I was like... I, I, I will say this. If you're in school and a part and you're looking for a part-time job, I highly recommend FedEx Ground. If you want physical manual labor, I highly recommend that position. It keeps you in shape good. They actually pay some of your schooling. Like yes, a they buck do. Or... And it's actually not that bad to pay for part-time. I think it's... 1150 was preload. But that was six years ago so it might be different and it might vary by state but it's if you like physical manual labor that is the best job in the world oh yeah and you'll have fun every day was a was a joke the funny thing is working at fedex ground i can't speak for fedex express but fedex ground every day was just one gigantic joke i i don't know how it was in load but preload that's all we did was just fuck off it literally we literally made our job to the point where we would still get everything done but we would do it in the most wrong way possible for it to be funny uh, we we wouldn't we wouldn't mess with the drivers because they have they have their light livelihood to think of but anything that made I, I would say anything that made life difficult for anybody else on the belt was funny Oh brother! <laughs> oh dude, it was just it was just one practical joke after another. Yeah, they, we had some. You should have you should have gone it. preload. What was it too? Oh uh, yeah, I remember like a box must have broke open coming down on the tippers, and I think it was filled with nothing but ball bearings. You really want to sell that ball bearing? I do. Because it was it's just all you do all you hear is it raining these things, and you see them everywhere. Like now, <laughs> now you you can't even walk on the floor. Because they're just covering the entire area, and it was a pretty big warehouse. It'd be like one of those cartoons where the ball bearings are on the floor, and you start, you just see the cartoon, whatever, just losing their balance, and their legs going a mile an hour a minute trying to keep their balance. Yeah, but my main that story was for the the bowling ball. That was a good, that was a good day. Yeah, I do remember you, when you told me the bowling ball story. That was hilarious. I can't remember if I checked to make sure it was in the right, uh, uh, the right trailer. Because sometimes they'll tip into the wrong trailer for some reason. And I'm like, that bowling ball. How would it even get on? <sighs> Just made, doesn't make sense. There's so many checks and balances between the, between the unload trailer and the load trailer. I am amazed that it got as far as it did. There, it, it's hilarious. There's one place that I work at. I will purposely set the chair as low as it will go, so I look like a midget almost. Where only only the top half of my chest, I'd say from my guess, I don't know what the technical term is for male breast, but for from my where the breast would be, for my upper chest, if you would, up to my head. That's all that's exposed at, at the table. There, I'm starting to slur my speech, aren't I? 
No, it's not that bad. How, how, how much have you drank so far? Uh, it's almost gone. And how much did you start with? I had half half of a bottle. The normal size bottle? Yeah, uh, 750 milliliters. Son of a bitch, man. I had half a bottle left. That was four years old, and now I'm almost done. You're going to be feeling it. I'm feeling it's pretty gonna good. It's going to be getting up there. But uh, <laughs> there's been many times where say, they needed to be let into the building for whatever reason. They were given the okay, or I had to, I don't know, step outside because I was bored, want to stretch my legs. There's been a lot of times where I stood up, and then the guest or whoever was there, they were here for an interview. I don't know what they're there for. But the um, but the person visiting the building would say, wow, you're a lot taller than I thought. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, but you being tall isn't going to affect your weight like if you're skinny you'll just be really tall still yeah i know i would say that if i was if i was really skinny that uh yeah i probably wouldn't get as many comments as i have when i when i, when I go to a store and somebody's uh, let's say best buy radio shack would have not and i need help or i'm i'm giving the signals that i need help somebody will walk up to me and say what can i help you with big guy they'll refer to me as big guy really like, that's my title to to a lot of people's big guy and, and, and it's funny because i'll think about it and i'll think it's big guy that could be either fat or imposing you're, you're fat and tall dude I, i'm fat i'm tall or am i imposing i don't know like if i if i walked into a room i would command attention you're more fat than tall Oh. <laughs> to break it to you. Oh, motherfucker, now you just made me upset. I'm sorry. Now everybody on the podcast thinks I'm just going to be a whale of a human. No. 300 pounds is light. No, that's fat. At 6 foot 2, 300 pounds is fat. Oh, 6 foot 2, you're still, uh, what do they call that term? Obscenely obese? What's the term they call it? That's... What? There's a, there's terms for like, uh, if you're overweight, then you go to obese, then you go to like another level. They're morbid you're obese. You're morbidly obese. I mean... What is morbid? What is? How do you define morbid? You should morbid? be dead by 35. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen marathon runners die at 35. Okay, I understand. Like, some people that work out too much or, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not going to keep you from having cancer or anything else. Uh, you want to talk about people who work out too much. Kelly Ripa from Regis and Kelly. She is hot, but man, does she work out way too freaking much. She does? Oh, God. She also has two sex way too freaking much because she must have, like, 20 kids now. I did listen to one of her, or not listen, but watch one of the Regis shows, and that's, yeah, I guess I tuned in at the right time, but she was talking about how much sex she has with her husband, which is like every day. Oh, she talks about that? Well, obviously. she. I don't know how often, because I don't she, watch the show. She's constantly getting knocked out. I don't know how many kids she has. I don't think she has more than three. I don't know. I thought she was getting up there. Kelly Rip is pretty hot, but man, she works out Really? You think she's hot? No way. I think she's annoying. She is annoying. Yes, the voice, no. Uh, the body, yes. It's not worth it. That's one of those, uh, I'm going to fuck you and then I'm going to go home and don't call me afterwards. There you go. What kind of alcohol do you currently have at your place? Uh, I have Jägermeister. Uh, I don't think I have any more vodka left and I have rum. What kind of vodka do you the have? The rum I'm probably going to get rid of. What kind of vodka did you have? Grey Goose. Isn't that good quality stuff? That is the top top uh, shelf stuff. Oh boy, you're on top shelf. Uh, well, that's what I was introduced with. I was, uh, Grey Goose, I, I was introduced to vodka via Grey Goose, and that's all I drank since. 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 What are we, Japan now? I don't know. I was trying to make since into a past You're drunk. tense word, and it does not exist. Since. That actually works. Uh, that's a new word. I feel like such a dildo Sans. right now. Well, I was introduced to Grey Goose first, and that's all I drank since. Okay. Since. <laughs> 
I, well, I, no, I'm sorry, I tried to make a past tense okay, word so out of you, that. It was so funny. So what kind of different vodkas have you had? Are you a big vodka man? Because they all taste like rubbing alcohol to me. Back in the day, yes, I used to drink a lot of vodka, but vodka now, it tears me up. I can't, I cannot get through half a bottle anymore. Well, isn't a half a bottle a lot of vodka to drink at once? I'm a big guy, I'm sorry. That's a lot of, like, alcohol to drink, no matter how fat you are. The worst, the worst, I think, and I think we covered this in a podcast, the worst was, uh, I drank 750, uh, well, I didn't, okay, of a 750 milliliter bottle of vodka, I drank about three-fourths of it. Three-fourths, okay, that's a lot. Of a bottle, that is a, that is yes, a lot. Almost, they're all pretty much 80 proof. It's about half a liter. And then I went next door to a friend's house, and I drank some peach schnapps. Drink some vodka, and I had some other some other liquor. I can't remember what it was. I'm surprised I did not die. Yeah, you're asking for alcohol poisoning. I should have died. No, I know I had alcohol poisoning because I didn't eat for two days afterwards. Yeah, that's probably a sign. Well, no, they say no. When you wake up sick and you do not eat for for that day, that's alcohol. You got either food poisoning or yeah. That's alcohol poisoning. Yeah, I had alcohol poisoning. I'm surprised I did not die. I should have died because I, I back then I was 220. I should have died. I really should have died. Oh, yeah, you for 220? Like, whew. I drank over a liter of alcohol within a two-hour period. That's, yeah, that's crazy. I should have died. I should be... Oh, oh, yes, everybody gets it. I should have yeah, died. Yeah, say it one more time so we all hear it. I should have oh, died. Oh, you should have died? <laughs> <laughs> They're all wishing you're dead now so they don't want to have to hear you say it again. <laughs> I just see your listeners that he should have died so I wouldn't have to listen to a shitty podcast. <laughs> I can see somebody throwing off their MP3 player, like, across the room in a fit of rage, like, just die already then, you fuck. <laughs> that motherfucker, just fucking die already, Jesus fucking Christ. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, did I tell you the story of me painting somebody's car on New Year's? Painted a car? No, you didn't tell me this that This is story. a couple of New Year's ago. Uh, this is a, still f- this is a few, I can't remember how far away, but I went out with the guys, you know, we go out to the clubs drinking. So anyways, we went out to the clubs drinking and whatnot uh, on New Year's. I can't remember what New Year's. It has to be four or five, maybe even uh, a little longer, a little later. doesn't matter. Uh, and I'm... I think I'm at my limit with the, with the alcohol, by the way. Oh, yeah. But uh, this is back... At my One of my friends would come pick me up from my uh, apartment, and we'd go out. So we'd have a designated driver, and then we'd have... Everybody else getting completely shit-faced. So, I got drunk. I got way too drunk. And it, I have to blame it on Jaeger bombs. I think that's the worst possible drink you can have in a... Oh, God, Jaeger bombs with the freaking Red Bull? No I way. Know. And, and having multiple of those, like, let's say three or so... No, fuck it, that. I'll just have straight Jaeger. too much. Be done with I it. I agree with you. Because uh, I think I had Jaeger shots after the Jaeger bombs, and I was drinking... Yeah, the caffeine in that uh, Red Bull will fuck you up, and too. I was having some kind of Rockstar, which was like a vodka and something... Maybe energy drink. I don't know. Yeah, the caffeine will fuck you up too. But it was to the point I remember where I couldn't focus on one thing, and like I was looking at the lights more than anything else, like just being like, <laughs> totally zoned out. Like, oh god, because it really hit me hard. Where you're like, okay, now I gotta stop. But okay, now it's it's continually to get worse. I'm getting drunker, and I know I shouldn't be getting any drunker. <laughs> so we go to the, another place. We're going to an, uh, another club, and I'm sitting in the back of his car, and I have I'm. All of a sudden, it, it hits me. I'm gonna throw up, uh, and I'm 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 struggling for the for the window. So I roll down the window. It's cold because you know it's winter time, <laughs> New Year's. I, I roll down the window, and they both ignore me. So I'm glad they you know at least like let me. They know what I was doing, but you know they're not gonna make a big scene about it. And I go to lean out, 
But as I go to lean out, the stupid seatbelt on the back snaps me in place. Like I'm in a car crash. So it won't let me fully lean out of the car. Because you move too fast. Whatever. So, and I can't get it off in time. So basically what I do, I, I'm right at the window, right? So I purse my lips out like I'm kissing the, 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 the air outside and just let it fly. Now, oh, so so you so you pursed your lips in order to kind of make a stream? No, just try to just try to get it past the window, because I wanted to get it outside of the car. <laughs> and I checked, I got it all out of the car, so now nothing came in the car. But we get to the next place. <laughs> the side so of the he's car. He's got a tan car, so it's not that noticeable. But you just see this gigantic streak from where my window is <laughs> and all the way to the back of the car. And once he finally dropped me off at night, I gave him like like ten bucks or whatever. And I said, "Listen, get get a get a clean, get it washed at one of those auto wash places or whatever." I think I'm gonna we're gonna end it there. This has been episode twenty whatever point five. All right. Well, my name's Derek. My name's Don. And this has been another retro RPG off-topic show. Bye. Goodbye. Okay, since this is the second show I've edited, the second off-topic show I've edited. I thought I'd put my own special touch to the end of this episode. So please enjoy Derek Urinating. <laughs> oh, more than two shakes, I'm playing with it. <laughs>